Welcome to the end of religious Christianity. If you're truly born again, you've got the joy of the Lord inside of your spirit. You've got power inside of your spirit. My gift from God is to move you into your spirit, man, where God is, where you know all things, where things present and things to come are yours. Come with me into the kingdom of God. Hey guys, Jonathan here again with the Kingdom Dynamics podcast. You know, maybe the devil doesn't want you to hear this message. I realized today that we want to read the Bible because we know who we are. We know that we are the sons of God. And I really believe that it is not humility that keeps us out of the kingdom. It's pride that keeps us out of the kingdom. We somehow believe that, you know, we don't want to take a risk. We don't want to ask God for something that he's going to say no to. You know, we're, we're afraid of God. And this is not the kingdom. This is not who we are. We are the children of God. The Bible says it is his good pleasure to give us the kingdom. The Bible says that he is a good father and he wants to give us the desires of our heart that he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him and i believe that he wants us to pull on heaven he wants us to live in dominion dominion is ownership dominion is more than just obedience it's more than just authority here is an example God gave the earth to man. That's ownership. We own the earth. He asked us to name the animals. But this is about authority. But he gave us the earth. The Bible says that we are co-heirs with Christ Jesus. That if God gave us Jesus, will he not also give us everything else? What I'm saying is you and I need to get over ourselves we think that we will offend God. We don't want to become too comfortable. We don't want to become like him, but we are like him. We are made in the image of God and in his likeness. God had to confuse our languages in Bethel, sorry, in Babel, because we were going to become like God. We were going to live forever and reach heaven. So we don't really know what that was about. But we know that God made us so, so close. I wrote down in my journal this week, we are an exact copy of God. You know, we're not all-knowing, you know, omnipotent. We're limited because we're human. But we are like, we are exactly like God because he wanted to have a relationship with us. A giraffe doesn't have a baby goat and a horse doesn't have a baby sheep and God has doesn't have you know babies that and children that are not like him he is our father and when Jesus rose from the dead that's the most powerful thing he said to Mary I go to my father and your father my God and your God, we are like him. The Psalms say that when we 
when we die, we will be like him. The Bible says we're being transformed into his image. I know it's controversial and I know that you're, you think you're being humble, but it's actually pride that's stopping you from receiving. What if God wants you to receive? What if he wants you to ask? What if he wants to give you the kingdom? I believe that it's pride and religion and arrogance that keeps us from him. He wants us to be like little children. The little children are the ones who understand and receive the kingdom. The kingdom belongs to ones like this. Well, what are little children like? They believe. They believe their dad. They believe it when their dad says, we're going to go on a holiday. They do not doubt. They 100% bet their bottom dollar that they're going on a holiday. And they ask their dad for ridiculous things. You know, dad, I want a pony. I want a, you know, I want a million dollars. And they have every expectation that their dad is going to answer their prayers, that their dad is going to give it to them. This is faith. Faith as a little child is believing and receiving. Here's an example. As an ambassador, if I get posted in a certain country, I will be given a house, but I don't own that house. I will be there as an ambassador. Now, while I'm living in that house, I might have a, a, a servant, a steward, a maid, a cleaner, a cook, and I have authority over them. In fact, I have authority over all of the house. Even if I rent a room in a hotel, if, if I'm staying in a bedroom in a resort, I can, I can tell somebody to clean my room, you know, during my rental period, I can ask somebody to leave. If somebody comes into my house, I can say, get out of my house. You know, I can ask the hotel or the landlord or whoever it is that's in charge, I can ask them to clean my room because I have authority but I don't have ownership. I can't begin to knock down walls. I can't begin to paint the walls. I can't decide to build another story, another level on my house. You see, God, that's, that's authority. Authority means I have the authority, the jurisdiction, the right to control what happens in that house while I'm there. But God has given us dominion. Dominion is ownership. See, God didn't just give us authority on the earth. He also gave us dominion. And this is where most Christians don't understand the kingdom of God. The Bible says God gave the earth to man. The Bible says you and I will soon crush Satan under our feet. So authority is when you cast out a devil. Authority is when you lay hands and heal the sick in the name of Jesus. And all authority is delegated. But ownership is also delegated. The Bible says clearly that God is the God of heaven and earth. He is the creator of heaven and earth. I'm not saying that we are the creator. I'm saying that we really are his children. We really are his kids. We really will judge the angels. 
we really do have the authority to forgive sins. Jesus said, those who overcome will sit on my throne. We are the ruling class. We are the royal family. It's ridiculous. So that is why you read your Bible. You don't read your Bible because the pastor told you to or there's some religious guilt that, that says that, you know, I better appease my God if I don't read the Bible once a year that maybe he'll get upset with me. No, that's not covenant. You and I are covered in the blood of Jesus. We have broken his bread and drank his blood. We are one with him. It is no longer I who lives, but Christ who lives within me. And the life that I now live, I live by faith in the Son of God. It has everything to do with the crucifixion. It's ridiculous to understand in our natural mind a crucified Christ, a risen King, a virgin birth. But this is how it is. The Holy Spirit is waiting to land on you. He is waiting for you to receive. You see, Jesus was the seed. Jesus was the Word of God as He walked on the earth and the Holy Spirit landed on Him. The Holy Spirit filled Him. At that moment, at the water baptism at the Jordan, He was the Kingdom. He was the King of the Kingdom. He was filled with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit was upon Him and everywhere He went, He brought dominion. He enforced dominion. He actually owned people. When people said, Lord, Lord, son of David, Lord, would you heal me, Lord? They were saying that he was their owner. Have a look at how many times people called Jesus their Lord. They were saying, I am your property, therefore can you heal me? And he always did. We need to get to the place of ownership. What if you heal somebody because God owns them? What if you get angry at the devil and kick him out? It's not about a religious structure. It's not about laying hands on the sick as, as an authority alone. It's about enforcing the property of God. I mean, Jesus wants property. I've said this many, 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 many times in my podcast. When you lay hands on the sick and they recover, they may very well still go to hell because you've only physically healed them. They are still the property of the devil. The New Testament is very clear that, that people are a child of the devil until they transfer kingdoms. You see, this is all legal. A kingdom is legal. The, the king's words are the law. We don't change the policies of heaven. We don't decide whether abortion is right or wrong because of a vote. It doesn't matter if you're a diplomat or a deacon. It doesn't matter if you're the Pope. God's word is his law. And he has established that a baby is alive from conception and alive. In fact, the Bible says that he knew you before you were in your mother's womb. So who are we to terminate God's plan? It's impossible. So there's no policy on earth that can change a policy in heaven. but 
we are his kingdom kids and we are meant to enforce his words. So suddenly it doesn't become about religion anymore. Suddenly you want to read your Bible because you want to know how much ownership you have on this earth. You want to read your Bible because you need help. So this is actually about humility. And God is wanting to fill people. At that moment at the Jordan, the kingdom was limited to Jesus Christ. And he said, you know, John the Baptist is, is the least in the kingdom is greater than John the Baptist. Well, there was no one in the kingdom yet. You know, no one had been born again. Of course, technically, you know, heaven and earth and everything's inside the kingdom because all things exist and consist in Jesus. But what I'm saying to you is at the moment of Pentecost in the book of Acts on chapter 2, the Holy Spirit also landed on kingdom seed because Jesus said, my words have been spoken to you. My words have made you clean. So when Peter and James and John and the others who were there, a hundred or so, received the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit had something to land on. He landed on their word. He landed on the kingdom seed that was inside of them because he owns them. God wants to fill all in all. God is interested in ownership. I mean, he's Jewish, right? He wants to own land. He wants to own people, 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 people. It is about people. The God of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers so that they cannot see the gospel of the glory of Jesus Christ. They are owned by the devil. He is the God of this age. He is the prince of the power of the air. But he is illegitimate, illegal, and we need to kick him out. We need to kick cancer out. We need to kick poverty out. We need to kick coronavirus out. We need to make gambling illegal. We need to shut down all prostitution. We need to take out the enemy. We need to enforce the kingdom of God because we are the rightful owners of the earth. We are the heirs of this earth. We are the rightful owners. We need to get angry. It's not about pride. It's humility. God is saying, I want you to take over. I want you to take ownership. It happens through humility. It happens through receiving. So why aren't we asking? Jesus said it's normal to ask and receive. It's normal to expect a miracle. Expect everyone you speak to to get saved. Expect a 100% conversion rate. Expect your city to be saved. What happens is when you read the word, you realize that angels are ministering spirits to those who will inherit salvation. They are the ones who enforce the word of God. So everything comes back to the word of God. Everything comes back to Jesus Christ. So when you cast out a demon, what you're really doing is speaking the word. And the demon leaves, not because of you, because you're nothing. Apart from you, apart from God, you can do nothing. So this is where you've got to understand the difference. I can look really proud and arrogant by saying that I am a son of God, by saying that I own everything, 
by saying that I'm a God man. You, you can read my book and think I've lost it, but it's a fine line. I have, it is actually through humility, through surrender, through dying to myself, laying down my life, God exalts me, <laughs> yeah, because I humble myself. The Bible says God will oppress and resist the proud, but he will exalt. He will lift up the humble. So you humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, and then he lifts you up. But he's not lifting you up in pride. He's lifting you up in honor. So are you prepared to win? Are you prepared to be an object of God's affection? Are you prepared to be blessed? Are you prepared to receive his love? Are you ready to stop struggling? Are you ready to stop being a victim? You see, some of us, we, we, we want to have something to complain about because we have a victim mentality, we have a poverty mentality, but God is going to break that. And I'm telling you, it's pride. You think it's a form of godliness that denies its power. It's an excuse to not rule. It's an excuse to not win. It's an excuse to not own. You've got to get to the point where you will take a compliment. You'll take a win. He wants to exalt you. He wants to give you a seat on his throne. He wants you to be like him. He wants you to walk in power. He wants all of your prayers to be answered. He wants to give you the desire of your heart. And he made you like him. This is really incredible, but there is a big difference between between dominion, which is ownership, and authority. It's like Jesus saying to those disciples, I never knew you. You called me Lord, Lord, but I never knew you. In other words, you say that I own you, but I don't because you don't do what I say. So, guys, this is what we're doing. We are seeking first the kingdom of God. We will not relent until we see the greater works of Jesus in our lives. If we read the Bible and there's a discrepancy, then we need to change. God cannot come back and die for us again. He cannot be crucified again. He cannot be whipped and beaten again he's already done it so we are the ones who have the problem we are the ones who are not willing to receive i'm telling you the truth believe god believe god today just say that out loud i believe god help me with any form of unbelief help me believe god is wanting you to walk in so much more victory so much more power don't try to be humble. Don't try to be humble. Be humble. Humility is acknowledging the truth. You are not God, but you are very, 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 very close. <laughs> you are very, very, very close to God. Amen. Jesus said, you will judge angels. Jesus said to the Father, would you give them the glory that we had in the beginning. Jesus said, you and I are going to be one with the Father. 
how can we be one with the Father? Did he ever say that to an angel? Did he ever say to an angel, I put everything under your feet? No. Why would he? Why would the hotel owner, you know, give the hotel to to one of the cooks or cleaners? No, he would give the hotel to his sons and daughters. We are higher than the angels. The Bible said that that uh, the Bible says God put everything, everything under Adam and Eve's feet. Read it. The Bible said God put everything under our feet. Psalm 8, Psalm 115, Genesis chapter 1. God put everything under our feet. That's ownership. That is more than authority. That is ownership. So will you take back Melbourne? Will you take back Melbourne? I'm not going to be satisfied until we see five million people born again, filled with the Holy Spirit and power in Melbourne, and I still won't be satisfied until those five million people are sent to the ends of the earth, and we will make Jesus Christ come back. We, I said it, we will make him come back with anger, with violence, we will have people standing on the shores of every coast. We will have people in every village and every town. And we will look up to heaven and say, Jesus, we have finished what you have commanded us. We have preached the gospel of the kingdom of God to every nation, to every tribe and every tongue. And we will say, come back. We will make him come back. That is what he wants us to do. <laughs> He's actually commissioned us and we are not allowed. In fact, I am forbidding us. I forbid you to wait. I'm forbidding you to wait another day, another moment for Jesus to come back. Yes, we want him to come back. We say, come back, Lord Jesus, but we will not wait for the gospel to be fulfilled. We will take ownership. We will take responsibility. You and I need to say, if, if Jesus hasn't come back, I will preach the gospel to the ends of the earth. If I'm the only Christian, then I'd better get healthy. I'd better start to exercise because I'm going to need to live for 500 years to be able to preach the gospel to the ends of the earth on my own. Or I'm going to need a lot of money. Or I'm just going to need some people to help me. So, so why don't you and I begin to literally take the Great Commission to heart? I mean, we've got to do it. There's work to be done. I want ownership for my king. I don't want him to wait. I'm very upset when he doesn't have ownership. He said he will fill the earth with the knowledge of the glory of God. He wants to own the earth. He, it's his property and the devil has stolen it. And he is illegitimate, illegal. He is a terrorist. He is a terrorist and we do not negotiate with terrorists. Jesus wants men's hearts. He does not want to wait. He does not want you to be sick. He does not want you to be poor. 
He does not want you to be bullied at work. He does not want you to be having panic attacks or anxiety or a pimple. If you're a parent, you know, you don't want your children to be sick. It drives you mad. If, if, a, if a mosquito lands on your baby, are you going to kill it? You got to, you get angry. You get, you, you know, you, God owns you. He does not want you to be sick. He does not want you to wait for an elevator. You know, he does not want you to wait. He does not want you to work 30 years to pay off a house in an in a, in a evil system. He wants you to own the house now. Okay, so we have to obey Jesus. We have to take his word literally. We, we have to get angry. We have to get to the point where we will not accept anyone who's not saved. We will not accept a dollar that's not in the kingdom. Every dollar is God's. Every man is God's. Every woman is God's. Every dog and cat is God's. He does not want any animals to be abused. He does not want any children to be abused. He does not want any resources to be mismanaged. He He's an environmentalist, not in the way that the world thinks about it, because that's out of order to put animals above people you know that's the wrong order to put the environment above people we don't chain ourselves to trees because that's out of order we are above the trees god's happy to cut down a thousand trees for a person so he's not like that but he does want us to manage the earth he does not want us to be bad managers I want you to take responsibility for the Great Commission, to personally fulfill it. When you do that, you are going to believe the Bible. You are going to begin to receive. You are going to begin to permit God to bless you. You're not going to want to sin. You're not going to want to waste a moment. Suddenly, it's not about religion. It's like, I am busy. I'm, I'm busy. I've got work to do. I'm, gonna, I'm going to be God's acquisitioner. I'm out to acquire property for the kingdom of God today. The property is men's hearts. When they are born again, the Holy Spirit fills their body their body becomes the temple of the Holy Spirit and they become the kingdom of God. So the kingdom of God was just one person. It was just Jesus for a few years. Then it was 120 people. Then it was 5,000 people. And now I would say there would be a billion, at least a billion on the earth. And it's, it's coming close to tipping point. And you probably don't know, many of the Christians are in hiding. Many of the Christians are in persecution. And many of the Christians are not telling people about God. So that's why he's shaking the earth. He said, once more, I will shake the earth. The heavens and the earth will be shaken so that everything that cannot be shaken would remain. What cannot be shaken? Well, Jesus told us it's the parable of the rock. It's the parable of the kingdom. You're standing on the rock 
the waves come and it will beat against that house and it will not fall. The only thing that doesn't shake is the word of God. So everything that's shaking now, politics, don't worry, don't get distracted about Donald Trump or Joe Biden. It's all just the same. It's shaking. And this is only the beginning. So when you see these things, don't be alarmed. Things are going to shake. I believe they're going to keep shaking until literally the sun and the moon is displaced from its orbit. Because even our sun is in orbit. Even our galaxy is in orbit. The earth is in orbit around the sun. The moon is in orbit around the earth. The sun is in orbit inside of our galaxy. Our galaxy is orbiting other galaxies. Everything has an order. So don't be surprised when things go wrong. It doesn't matter. Paul was not disappointed or delayed. In prison, the word was not chained. So wherever you find yourself, dominate. It's not about your circumstances. It is, but it's not. Paul was in prison and he was chained and he was wanting to visit the churches, but he was writing letters he was praying in tongues. He was taking territory. How much territory have those letters taken? He gets credit for my podcast because half of my content is from his letters. So he's got a great reward in heaven. And this is a kingdom. So you want to be close to the king, which means that you want to seek first his kingdom and his righteousness because righteousness is the ability to walk up to the king. I said righteousness is the ability to walk right up to the king and to ask for favor. Jesus Christ, we love you. We worship you. Correct us where we're wrong. Correct us in our error. Correct us in our arrogance. Help us to receive your kingdom for your glory. You said if we ask and you answer that we are joy-filled and you are glorified. So let us begin this divine partnership of taking over the earth and taking over man for you. In Jesus' name, amen.